0: consecration's expectation from God is he wants my mind transformed. Because that, did you know, we can give our body, but then our mind takes it back bit by bit by bit. Because our, our mind is what's controlling our body, and what's feeding our body, and what's, what's, what's flavoring our life. And so what Paul says is this, I, I want you to, verse 2, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Here we find the Lord guides Paul to give a positive and a negative description. Interestingly, the first part of God's description is negative, and the second is positive. The first part is no worldly conformity, and no, no going the old way, and then the positive is, but go the new way. So you have to break with the old and start with the new. So God says, make a monumental declaration of no, to not be conformed. Now again, the Word of God is very clear. What does don't be conformed? I've, I've heard fifty. soon to be 59 years of sermons. Of course, in the early years, I didn't really hear them because I slept through church, but I was there anyway. But uh, I've heard my lifetime of sermons on this. What does it mean to be conformed? Well, the, the Greek word behind that is very interesting. It's the word schema. We get scheme. You ever heard someone say, I want you to invest in my scheme? That means that they have a plan for you. They want you to conform to their plan that's the idea here it says don't be sus schema don't be tied in to the scheme of the world what is that well for just a moment uh just turn back to first john five i want to show you what this world scheme is it's kind of frightening when you see what god says Uh, i've heard all kinds of you know messages on beware of worldliness and worldliness and worldliness but look at first john five Verse 19, almost the end of 1 John 5. It says, we know that we are of God. So John's talking to the believers, 1 John 5, 19. But look at the second half of the verse. And the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one. Actually, the the Greek words, the whole world lies under the evil one. The way you put it this way is Satan is in the saddle of the world, of the culture, of, of the direction of things. He, you want to know where Satan is busily involved right now? He is, is directing culture. That's what God says. The whole world is under his sway. And God says, I don't want you to be influenced by his scheme. Don't be swayed. Beware of listening to Satan's advice instead of God's. Satan's worldly scheme wants to get us hooked on anything but God. You understand that? He wants us to get hooked on anything. It can be anything, even good stuff. As long as that pulls and distracts and, and, and moves us away from total 100% laying ourselves as a sacrifice on the altar and, and offering ourselves and removing our ownership from our lives and allowing our lives to come under God's ownership. Satan said, I, I'll do anything to get that not to happen. I want you to follow my scheme, not God's see that's what conformed to the world is basically satan's cultural scheme wants us to be satisfied by anything but god and so god will get us satisfied by our job or a relationship or something and satan's world system wants us distracted by everything but god it's like this this bible reading cover to cover we all start out we're so excited but we get distracted so quickly by the way We're all strugglers against conformity to the world. We all, in some form or other, follow some part of Satan's scheme. That's why, back to Romans 12, he says, I want you constantly to be presenting yourself so I can constantly be transforming your mind. That's what the Lord wants. We all need transformation. And how does this transformation happen? Basically, by the renewing process, but it's a passive imperative. God uses that, your mind's renewed, to say you can't do it yourself. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. We've been studying for six, seven, eight weeks the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit alone that can renew our minds. But the method is he uses the Word of God. And then what's what's the wonderful reward? What's the reward of consecration? only to those who are saved, only to those whose bodies are surrendered, only to those whose minds are yielded to the consecrating work of the Holy Spirit, only to them is God's will known. I meet so many people and they say, I want to know the Lord's will. I say, you want to know the Lord's will? Are you saved? Yes. Are you absolutely surrendered? Have you brought and laid on the altar and taken your hands off and said, it's up to you, God? Yes. Okay, then are you on a daily basis, calibrating your mind to the Spirit's voice in His Word. Because that is the only way. Look at the end of verse 2. Then you will prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 2. How? Only when we're gazing at the sacrifice of Christ, responding and giving our bodies, allowing this ongoing transformation of our minds, then... We get the reward. And the reward is that we know God's will. Knowing God's will is a byproduct of willing surrender. And by the way, it leads to confident living. Uh, When we know God's will, we become confident. When we know what the Lord wants, look at the end of verse 2, that you prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We have confidence knowing that is good, that's acceptable, that's what God wants. It's perfect to him, and so it's what I want.